swords and candle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest the tone earl rock shoes to every clue keeps the exit gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can catch us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, wherever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Give it them five stars. Also, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod, where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. And hop on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle AMC. How are you living? Living well. Uh, as mentioned in the last episode, we had to take a break, break, a break, a break, because uh, your boy was off in Hawaii getting, getting the tan, his, getting his mahalo on. Yeah, <laughs> get, getting that that summer mini series going. That, that Saved by the Bell, nine hundred two and zero mini series of going yeah. to Hawaii and doing good things. Hitting <laughs> them with that. Hitting them with that aloha. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then back to reality um yeah it was good just uh did the, did the damn thing with the family had the first road trip with with the kids and so Aww. experienced all of that with the plane flight and you know all the we had the uh we had the immediate hiccups and then made the adjustments and things turned out well we literally we left for the uh for the airport to lax to take off to hawaii and in the in the Uber on our way to the airport, neighbor calls us. It's like, hey, you guys left some luggage here, and, the, and so like in the process of like, you know, we had because we had to pack like two car seats and on top of like all this extra luggage for the kids, and like you're used to just worrying about yo shit, mm-hmm. but now now when you have to worry about their stuff, it's just and then them on top of it. We loaded up everything and then forgot like our our two bags basically. So it would have been all of our clothes basically uh still at the house outside of like the kids' stuff. So we were just so focused on the kids that we forgot our stuff behind. So we had to turn the uh the Uber back around, come back, mm. pick up our stuff. Thank God the neighbor called them. And then uh yeah, and then we got to the airport and on that process to getting on the plane, I like lost the I lost the neck pillow. <laughs> 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 like it was just like it was all my backpack and by the time i got on the plane it wasn't on my backpack so i have no idea this what trip is going great yeah and then so after that we're like all right like we have to just you know be on top of everything at all times as far as like what equipment we have on this because what will happen is like you'll you'll be doing something next thing you know you're getting handed to kids so then you're putting something down and then you move on and you forget about that thing that you put down so you always have to just remember like either what you put down or just do an inventory like check every time you're about to like move to another location mm-hmm. that's like it um but outside of that we, we we became better parents in the process of enjoying a trip in hawaii i gotta say um, how about yourself how you been well i did not become a better parent or a parent at all so <laughs> i don't i don't have that personal growth under my belt uh just been chilling trying to uh 
my clothes started getting a little snug. So your boy had to get strict on the diet, start working out a little tougher. Mm-hmm. I, I got lazy over the past month or two, man. Mm-hmm. I've been going back to, to the boxing gym. Can't do my whole workout anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. I could only do half. Yeah. I, was, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> but it, it, my strength is slowly returning. I haven't started doing kettlebell again, but I've gone to the, the gym two weeks in a row. And I'm do I did more each time. So that's coming back, just working, you know, trying to just trying to chill. I think I told you guys about did I tell you guys about Comic Con when I went? Pretty sure I did. Uh I don't remember. You, you might have texted me some stuff. Maybe you did talk about Comic Con. I don't know. Uh, it was is a there, good is time. There anything, Boston anything novels. Oh, there you know. go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went Boston graphic novels and stopped, got some barbecue nearby. Did you go to, you go to Gordo? No Gordo. Didn't go to Gordo. I wasn't okay. that adventurous of my time because I I scheduled the train pretty tight, but I did stop to go get barbecue. Of course, I get there. Everything that you would want at the barbecue place is sold out. So wow. <laughs> like no brisket. Yeah, yeah. No, no mac and cheese balls. No. That's like how true barbecue places work. It's like we have our supply when the day starts, and our job is to move that supply so we mm-hmm. do not make anything extra because we got to cook that shit for like twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, they had no brisket, no mac and cheese balls, no chili, no no hot links. Damn, what, what, <laughs> was, what did they have? Uh, pulled pork, huh? ribs. Huh? They, I think they, there was like, I don't think you could buy individual hot links or something like that, but they had um. They had them like in a different way, or I don't know. It was something weird, and it took me a long time to figure out what I wanted. And it was it was me and some other person. She had on Demon Slayer earrings. Once you start watching Demon Slayer, you'll know. Nice. <laughs> she had on Demon Slayer earrings, and we were just like, "What the hell are we gonna do?" <laughs> <laughs> like we had to team up and like come up with an order for each other. It was hilarious, but yeah, that was a good time. And yeah, man, I mean, I'm just chilling, trying to beat this heat. Uh, finally hung up the artwork in my bedroom so my bedroom is on 1.0 status at long last the main portion of my place is like on 3.0 kitchen's like on 2.0 so (laughs) it's slowly coming around bought myself a new plant got another zz and got my my old one rehabbed i saw some spots on it was getting a little worried thought i was being a bad plant dad And, you know, just got to take care of my babies. So, yeah, got got some new soil. Got them standing up a little bit straighter. Yeah, just chilling, playing playing games, even though I shouldn't. I should really be handling my professional duties. But, you know, sometimes you got to get your game on. Well, speaking of a dub, what games have you been playing? So I've been playing a few. Like, I've been dabbling in some Forza Horizon 5, the, the Hot Wheels update came out so i gave that a shot and it's it's very fun however for me personally it just doesn't seem like it it really brings anything new to the experience it's just from racing on roads to racing on lego track i mean lego racing on hot wheels tracks uh the cars and stuff are cool i the best part about it is hearing all the hot wheels history told through the game so i'm learning a lot of things learning about hot wheels learning about how they came to be the people involved you know some of the iconic cars the the ones that got the red lines on the tires so yeah i'm getting an education and it's fun so whenever i want to pick up and race i got two places to do that now i'm looking forward to the next dlc 
impact Forza Horizon 5, but Hot Wheels is cool and solid. So yeah, I recommend that for those who would be interested. Uh, I've been playing Cyberpunk. I've been doing nothing but side content. It's kind of, you know, just pick it up for about an hour or two every other day, do some missions, and then go play something else. I'm mainly just trying to unlock all of the unique weapons that are supposed to appear in your arsenal at your apartments. So that's what I've been doing mostly. I got major cash. I got the I got the reinforced ankles so I can do the high jump. <laughs> and that's tremendously changed the way that I'm engaging with the game because now there's a level of verticality to it where instead of trying to find my way in through the front or the back, now I can jump on top of a building, look through the skylights, find a way in, get the cameras, start making people fight each other, shut off all their cyberware. <laughs> it's it's awesome, man. There's a really good game in Cyberpunk, and it's just so fun. So hopefully there's rumors of a 1.6 update as well as like a big DLC that's supposed to add some some core gameplay stuff like random events and world events. So if they do that, it will definitely catapult the experience to a, a whole new level. Uh, the big thing I did was at long last, 16 months after release, I have platinumed Returnal. Yeah, I got, I got, <laughs> I got extremely lucky. I needed, um, I needed two glyphs in the final biome, and I needed one scout log in the third biome. So I was like, let me do biome six first because that'll be the hardest thing to do. And I think I did, hey, on my second run. My second most recent run, I ended up getting both of the glyphs in one shot. So I was like, oh, I got the trophy. It's only one to get. <laughs> and then I went to biome three. And I think I had to do, I think I only did that one time. I did it once. And I thought I needed a glyph as well as a scout log. So I was like, okay, just need glyph and a scout log. Glyph, glyph and a scout log. If you see a triangle, go straight toward it. Because of, there are these rooms in Returnal and... It's based, you basically have to choose your reward. And what happens is you go in, the room splits off in two different directions and like the ground starts raising up or lowering. And it's, it basically makes, makes it so that you only have time to choose one path. And then by the time you get to the end of that path, they both fallen away and are impossible to access. So you have to make a choice. And I usually chose wrong. I would always go the direction I didn't need to go and I would miss a glyph or something. But this time I, I was going the right way. I was doing stuff and I wasn't finding the glyph. And I got toward the end of the level, cleared it out of all the enemies, pretty big room. And I'm just looking over to the side at what I thought was like a, another suit signal. So with those, you, you scan those. It's kind of like Demon Souls where you see the blood stains and you see how somebody died except what happens is you see how the you see how the version of you died and then a, like a mini boss pops out and then you have to fight that and you like you get stuff but yeah so i went over there looked at it i was like nope that's a scout log picked it up and then that platinum popped and i was like what <laughs> and just it was such a relief like i finally done that game the justice it deserves by earning that platinum it's my sixth one 
I don't know what my other six platinums are. I know it's like The Witness, Infamous 2, Diablo 3, and I mean, and then Returnal, and then there's two more, which is surprising to me. So, you know, your boy's out here getting it done. Um, yeah, so outstanding time for me. AMC, what have you been playing? Uh, so I was gone pretty much most of the time, so I didn't get to play that much. I was even down on my Mario Kart Tour game time. And I just didn't get to play that much, but when I got you didn't back, take your Switch with you, didn't forget to take your Switch with you. Nah, I didn't bring the Switch. Theo's still not aware that the Switch is a a video game system. <laughs> I'm mm. trying to keep that because once he he's one of those things like one of those people like once he knows, like once he's aware of the value of something like interacting with it, then he will never forget it. And so oh. it's, it's a matter of uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's a matter of when I want to introduce him. I just know that that's going to be opening up a whole new world for him. So I have to just be, be prepared for that. Mainly I got to have, I'm going to have some like games lined up, I think. And and then we'll, we'll work our way through it and he'll learn how to play video games. I just want to make sure that he gets, he one understands the, I guess the benefits of the get good, but also learning how to deal with failure because he, you know, he's with certain activities, things like that. He's showing like, you know, he's, he's still a three-year-old or like basically like the uh, rage quitting, but rage quitting mm-hmm. on just things in life, like trying to build something doesn't get it on. Right. Ah, destroys it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff like that. He did with the sandcastle. Didn't get it right. Destroys the sandcastle. Thing. So I want to, I want to make sure that he's not uh, because he's, there's going to be a lot of dying <laughs> when he starts playing video games for the first time. And so I want him to be prepared for that and, and not become one of those kids who, you have to worry about like leaving alone with a controller and a video game console. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, so got back, played a little bit of Elden Ring. Didn't get a lot of Elden Ring. I'm one thing I'm slowly like, not slowly, but I, I am recognizing with Elden Ring is that it is not a, a great game to be played in just a one hour like sitting. Like, you need more time with that game. Like, one hour would seem like a lot, but like, I would just be like, okay, I got, I. I, I got to this dragon and then I go and uh, I get a good fight in, but like he kills me. So then I get another fight. He kills me. And then just a few more fights. And then like the hours up and it's like, wait, but I'm just starting to like learn his like movements and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, because of that. It just, it makes some of the sittings like very productive and some of them seem like I, I got nothing done, but really it's just, you know, when you get into a battle, depending how quick that battle goes, you're going to spend a little bit of time just downloading information and, uh, and adjusting. And so I was right there with the dragon. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to pull away from the dragon just to explore a little bit more, but didn't get much more out of that because mainly I was putting in work in the greatest game ever made. No, not the greatest game ever made, but a great a great game that was made, uh, that being Golf Story. Um, just loving every bit of that game. I got to this one point in the game where, you know, it would just kind of do different things story-wise. And uh, let's just say that two characters ended up getting in a, in a text rap battle. <laughs> it was just going back and forth. And the way the game does it, it was like all about golf, obviously. And so like some of it was like, you know, it was actually some, some great lines in there, but it's also very humorous. And just the way they present it with the, the characters that were involved uh, in the rap battle, it was just a funny way of getting them to work out their differences through, through basically just coming up with disses driving. <laughs> and um, yeah. And, we got to a couple a couple of tough like our first our first difficult um match match plays and match play is basically like who whoever wins the hole wins like you're 
you're playing nine holes and you're trying to win the most holes possible within that within that like reach of time um and uh it's like back and forth and most of the time we've kind of just murdered the uh the computer, um, the, the, the characters we go up against, but now we're starting to come up against some difficulty, which is kind of fun because it forces us to really utilize a lot of the, uh, the specialty like trick shots that you can use and that you earn throughout the game. Um, and so because of that is just providing its own level of strategy and it's, it's, it's great because there are just a lot of different courses. There's a, it's a game you don't want to end because as you're starting to figure the game out, you're like, oh no, I hope this isn't the end, but they're still providing more content, which means we can still work out like the the different techniques and the the different clubs that we come across to really uh, build out our characters, our character. And um, yeah, I'm just loving Golf Story. We'll probably have it beat by next week. Um, and then I have a couple games lined up after that. Uh, but yeah, just, just loving the shit out of Golf Story. But A-Dub, let's get into these topics of the week. Topics of the week. Ooh, you wanna you wanna lead off a dub? We got about two weeks of stuff. Yeah, so let me let let's get let's get the juices flowing with some quick hits. I got a got a real quick one, just a small jab at you. Uh, X developers from CD Projekt Red they have founded a new studio and they are working on an online ninja game. So these people they've worked on The Witcher Three and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Take that for whatever it's worth <laughs> now they're forming a new studio they're hiring they're trying to get new talent in and their first game it's a multiplayer online game set in feudal japan it's on unreal engine 5 so it's going to look gorgeous by default it has co-op pvp and pve it's going to tell the story of an invader that overthrew the ruling shogun and established a new throne according to the new development studio uh, dark passenger our goal is to create highly exciting online games that focus on both cooperation and competition. We are fascinated by human interactions, alliances, daring confrontations, and ex- unexpected twists. To each game, to make each game unique and surprising, we use many procedural solutions. Though all players will have the same goal each time, it will require changing tactics and moving down different paths. AMC, how does this news make you feel? That's interesting. Um great setting to to visit i know we're looking forward to that next sushima but in the meantime another take on it will be uh be welcome uh a little confused by initially what i was expecting this game to be versus what then was described after so i'm not sure if this is like a multiplayer game kind of like a pve situation co-op um but but sounds interesting and to see how i guess those procedural solutions will play out as well um yeah, it seems um, seems like it could be absolutely awesome, or it seems like it, it could be a game that I could totally pass up on. But um, so far, I'm I'm liking where they're coming from. I just I now need to see this in action to see exactly what that would turn out to be. I mean, what did you take away from like what the experience will be like playing this game? Well, you know, it, it's kind of hard to tell just based on text, and they have some additional details I'll share in just a minute. Just, but just personally, you know. I'm not too hot on the online aspect, so that's immediately taking something away, at least for me. Uh, but it has PvE elements, so maybe you'll be able to engage with that enough. Because, I mean, Destiny is a, in a similar fashion where it has PvE as well as PvP, but if the PvP is something that you don't necessarily have to engage with, then I think that it, it stands a good chance. So 
yeah, we need more feudal era Japanese samurai games. That would be awesome. Uh, personally, I think that if there's only one thing they need to do right that will sell this game uh, in all corners of the globe, and that's if they just put up a short video of a scene with a bunch of players, like as ninjas, scaling the rooftops of like a castle and then infiltrating, cutting down people, moving toward the moving toward the like the main chambers or whatever, moving toward the throne room, moving toward where the shogun is. And then it's like a bunch of samurai in there defending them. And then it's just a ninja versus samurai fight straight out of anime. Dudes jumping across rooftops. <laughs> if they can get that spectacle right, I think this game will have a significant chance. Uh, according to the studio's website, players are going to assume the role of Shinobi and Kunoichi, where they will face the ruler's underlings and other assassins as they search for powerful, mysterious artifacts. Players will have multiple ways to traverse the land, such as running on city rooftops, climbing pagodas, sneaking through shrines and temples. There will also be various special classes for characters, all the way from simple villagers to high nobles and samurai. Uh, character creation, uh, character customization, uh, you can make your own look, modify your equipment. You're going to have various weapons like katanas, tanto, shuriken. Uh, players can also build their own dojo and invite their friends to train together. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds good on paper. So let's let's see how this pans out. Ultimately, if we end up with another great game to play, that would be awesome. If some, if other people just have something that they can enjoy, that would be awesome too. So, looking forward to what the studio is going to be bringing to the table. Let's get into our next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of, of the, the week. week. Theo's about to come in. All right, Ooh, this one might be a little controversial. A dub, depending where you stand, might be. Mm-hmm. Might be might be a good sign or might be a bad sign, depending mm-hmm. on, depending on how you feel about change. Mm-hmm. So there we go. This is the article by way of Push Square is titled "Nearly eighty percent of all PS5, PS4 games are bought digitally." Uh, <laughs> uh, so Sony has revealed seventy nine percent of all PS5, PS4 games sold during its latest fiscal quarter. Or for the digital version. Uh, mm. This represents a dramatic increase for the start of fiscal year 2022, a 13% boost over fiscal year 2021, to be exact, when two thirds of games were purchased digitally. Uh, 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 what about oh, no. games preservation going oh, away? What about my physical? I don't really own the game if I don't uh, own the physical. I say, but so, I can't trade it to sell it. I can't get rid of it when I'm done with it. <laughs> In Q1 of fiscal year 2021, digital purchases stood at 71%. The two following quarters saw the percentage drop to 62%. Oh, they're, they're roaring back. The physicals are roaring back. No. Then it returned to 71% for Q4. Uh, the beginning of uh, fiscal year 2022 sees the, the statistic at its highest ever of 79%. And this is on the heels of Sony. Sony will incentivize users to buy games through the PS Store in the future as it, it will be offering uh, a PSN wallet credit via its upcoming PlayStation Stars program, which we discussed in a previous episode. So, A-Dub, what do you think about this 
What do you think about this organic movement of the community towards digital from physical? I mean, whether people like it or not, it's happening. And then we're going to see the effects of it as time rolls on, because once digital reaches a certain tipping point of being the majority of game sales, then there's not going to be any further point of having optical disk drives in consoles except as perhaps limited run collector's editions at a premium so yeah. you can get your limited run physical games at a premium yeah. <laughs> but you know at the same token i think especially people who just can't let go of physical games should celebrate and welcome this because if physical games become more scarce and harder to find, harder to get, then that's gonna boost the value of your collection. So why why would anybody oppose this other than uh, well, all games should be available all the time, everywhere? Like, come on now, let's be realistic. <laughs> but you know, I mean, for me, I'm definitely like probably 90% digital. The only game <clears throat> I've bought physical recently was uh, Sifu, and that's only because they did a limited physical run so i have that and that's something that hopefully will gain some value over time i got hollow knight physical because you know it was a limited run so children of Morta, same thing uh galaxy same thing so you know let's just embrace the future embrace change i know people have an issue with the whole like oh well, you you can't do this you can't do that and you know you you're restricted. What if it gets delisted? Yeah. What if it? What if it gets delisted? <laughs> like it's if it's taking you more than five years to play a game, you've had your chance, and you more than likely weren't going to play it at all. So just let's let's be honest here about what's going on instead of thinking that the industry has to constantly keep everything available for the off chance that some dude in Nova Scotia feels like playing. I mean, Barbie, Barbie Dreamhouse or something. It's like if the game dies a natural death of lack of popularity, lack of community, lack of sales to justify keeping it available, then it has reached its natural end. It it doesn't need to go, but it makes financial sense for it to go. If you want a game to be around, maybe buy it. If you want to have access to a game, maybe you should buy it. If you want to support a game, if you want to see more games like it, maybe you should buy it. Instead of just sitting around waiting for sales or waiting for games to be free, because while you're trying to get the best deal for yourself, you're aiding in the natural death of a game. You're just accelerating it to that point. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't sit around and wait for price drops and things without accepting the responsibility that you are directly influencing the likelihood of a game eventually being gone forever. So yeah, this this news, I mean, it's it's not really something that um that I like. Like it's not like it's celebrating. It's not necessarily that it's progress, but this is what's happening. And you know, it's pretty cool. I mean, there are significant benefits to digital if you're the kind of person who doesn't trade in your games or, you know, lend them to friends and things like that. I mean, I'm a grown ass man. We all have our own money. We, we can get our own copies of games. So that's funny to me that people lending games is a reason why 
digital can't take over. <laughs> Everything to make gaming cheaper or free is anything that they can do to just play games for free. But yeah, man. I, I don't really feel any ways about it. I do like seeing progress happen. Like the market is dictating what the future of gaming will be. This isn't the industry forcing everyone to become digital. This is everyone choosing digital over physical and we're watching it happen. So this is part of gaming history. Appreciate the ride. AMC, how do you feel? Yeah, same thing. I've been digital I've been digital for a while now. Um pretty much after my when I moved in with Marissa is when I started going full on digital. Uh before that I was first well, first, I lived at home, so that was back when I was buying everything physical. Mm-hmm. Then I moved out on my own, and I was still buying everything physical because, you know, I had a bookshelf and shit like that. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I can put this on display. I had mm-hmm. a lot of those thoughts. And then when I moved to Marissa's and we started combining our shit, and I was just like, you know, a lot of this shit I don't really care about. <laughs> and I, <laughs> like, and it ended up in a drawer somewhere. And that's when I started realizing, like, oh, man, like, I have all this crap that kind of meant something to me. At one point but doesn't really and i can start you know start minimizing at least the physicals like if i can still appreciate something without having to have a physical version of it to take up space in my house that's where i started leaning towards and so digital immediately became like the big one for me um and especially when um just over years of you know going to GameStop and and selling back stuff and just getting like pennies on the dollar for it and was like all right so i i kept this and then i got like nothing for it in return even though people were like i still that's that's something over nothing it's like not for me <laughs> not for me mm-hmm. um and so yeah like i it just it's not worth it yeah exactly it's like what i got three bucks back for this awesome um and so yeah i like i uh, just a lot of that happening and just realizing that you know the time and space that it was taking up within my life and not getting the return that like, the return on value as you were alluding to with the the other games um yeah it just made me realize that like this was not something that was important to me and i get it from if you're a person who is like all about like i'm a gaming historian blah blah, blah but i tend to feel like the games that need to be around will find a way to stay around. And so there's never a worry about me finding a way for Theo to play Super Mario Brothers in the future or anything like that. Like I can get a hold of it. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm not as worried about, you know, games going away because of digital. And so now I just accept the benefits and that's, oh, I don't have to get up and change a thing. I can wake up and a game will just be on my, on my, uh, computer downloaded and updated. I mean, a computer on my PlayStation downloaded and updated <laughs> in the morning um and things on those lines all the benefits that come with it and so yeah it's uh and i do like the fact that yeah it was somewhat organic the way this is happening you can't say that sony incentivized this before people started going digital people started going digital and then you start seeing about the the digital incentives that come along with those purchases um that sony is planning to roll out and so it's it's one of those things the market had already decided and sony started leaning into it it would be interesting to see if you know knowing knowing that sony was aware of these numbers and then you know the whole story that came out with the uh the god of war shipping the metal case collectors mm-hmm. without the actual physical copy of the game yeah. that was just sony's way of just realizing right like recognizing like all right people just want to collect the shit but we don't actually have to produce a physical disc for people to want to buy this collector's edition yeah. uh and so they put that out to, to to the anger of a lot of people um but yeah uh we'll see how this continues to affect things moving forward i mean i've always appreciated uh nintendo's um 
digital rewards program where you can buy a game, you get points on the game, you can turn in those points and get a discount on your next purchase or whatever. Um, and just seeing more and more uh, these companies starting to lean into that, um, I think it's I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, it's it's uh if you feel bad for GameStop, you can feel bad for GameStop. But I personally don't. I just feel like this is progress in in a certain way. And yeah. places like Best Buy, they figure out ways to incentivize people to you know show up and pay their rewards program and you know get physical copies from them in some way. And so yeah, they they'll, they'll work it out. But I don't think it's a it's a bad thing. I'm I'm also not like oh like fuck digital like fuck physical like I'm not anti anything. It's just what I prefer. Yeah. So I don't see it as a personal attack when things start to change in my way. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, um, all good. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. <laughs> all right let's, let's keep it moving, Ada. Uh, what do you have for the next, next topic hour? of the week? Topic of the week. Had a remix. I was just skimming an article. Apparently, Joe Rogan is chiming in on video games now. It says that waste of time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to divide that that yeah. hardcore anti SJW <laughs> crowd that has like what Rogan say, so I gotta stop. Yeah. What if what if the, what if something like this ends up getting all the like all the trolls and all the toxicity out of gaming because they just yeah. listen to him? <laughs> yeah, they just get him into the woods. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Well, finally, finally a place without women. The the wild. <laughs> right, oh going. man! Uh, another another quick hit, and I'll let I'll let you do the, the big story because you you've been more eloquent than your boy. But yes, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic remake. You remember that AMC? Mm. You remember our mutual excitement for the return of one of the one of the greatest Star Wars games ever made. <laughs> PS5 PC exclusive. Oh, looking so forward to it. However, you may have to put that on hold because the game has reportedly been paused indefinitely. Mm. So, yeah, this, is, this was quite a bombshell headline. I mean, like I said, you and I were both looking forward to this game significantly. Um, I, I played both of the originals developed by Obsidian and they knocked it out of the park. It was awesome. I wasn't too hot on the combat system, but Star Wars being the the setting and the theme that made it so that I could hold on long enough to eventually get the mechanics and ended up really learning a lot about those kind of pseudo turn-based kind of games where the combat is happening, but you don't directly control it. Like like you send your character out, they go run toward the enemy and they just start doing this this sword fight with their different skills and abilities and you can insert different attacks and those will be queued up and those will play out as the fight's going on. I mean, it, it was a fantastic game. I highly recommend anybody with access to the originals go ahead and play those. Uh, I don't necessarily think they hold up in so far as their visuals and their overall feel but just in being incredibly original products that are true to the source material like it, at the time they were the best iteration of star wars through video games ever but yeah this news of the remake being put on indefinite hold is highly unfortunate um just give you some details uh texas-based studio aspire uh, they put out an internal demo of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and it did not land well. Uh, the game 
the game ended up, the demo ended up leading us fired to put the project on indefinite hold. And they also let go of their art director, Brad Prince, as well as their design director, Jason Miner. So by all accounts, it just looks like the game that they wanted to bring to life wasn't shaping up too well. It, it was less Lazarus, more Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this is highly unfortunate, but these are the kind of things that happen. And I think, the best thing that we can take from this is that clearly the powers that be want to put out a good product and what they were coming back with wasn't a good product. So they made the hard decision and they're going to, they're going to regroup. They're going to figure out what they need to do to move forward. And in the meantime, they're going to be pursuing other contracts and development opportunities. So you know, it's it's unfortunate that this game won't be coming around in a timely manner, but hopefully we will see it in some way, shape, or form a bit further off into the future. AMC, has your heart been broken by this news? Yeah, it's unfortunate. I was uh, definitely looking forward to this. Um, ideally, this means that we'll still get it regardless. It's just indefinite. does not mean canceled. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, whatever version comes out, I... I guess good news is that they're not just clearing anything that gets <laughs> that gets pitched to them. Um, they're actually looking at it and they're saying like, well, what can this do? And it's not centered around how much money can this make us? Um, it's more centered yeah. around like, is this interesting to play? And we're not seeing that as of right now. And I do like the fact that, I mean, if you're going to do it, let's, let's do it right. Um, uh, like we're seeing with EA, like how they're doing with dead space and everybody seems to be responding very well to that. There is a, a, a strong community that is excited for a return of Knights of the Republic in, in this remake fashion. And anything that's less than the original is, um, you know, you, you start to see whether, whether, um, <laughs> whether justified or not, you start, you start to see a reaction from, you know, like how we saw what the last of us remake. Uh, and so, yeah, you want to make sure you're getting out the right thing with all the, the right additions and things like that. And uh, to feel new and fresh, but also hit on all the right tones from the original. And so, yeah, I, I, I look at it as a good sign that it got um, delayed indefinitely because maybe they, they then look for the right team to take care of this or the right people to head this type of project to, you know, give it the due that it deserves. Um, and so, yeah, we're seeing this. Um, I think this is just, just a part of things like there's just a lot of delays going on right now we ubisoft had their their round of delays um and i think that's just it's just the way things are going but not so bad there's just a lot of as we discussed there's a lot of money that goes into getting video games made and so you want to make sure you get the best product out there uh ideally at launch but the right product out there so that people will buy it play it enjoy it and everybody will be happy all around and so yeah it's uh it's unfortunate but um, at least with the opening of the the licenses of Star Wars to being outside of just EA, we know that there are more Star Wars games on the way. Um, I mean, we we already know that there's a new a follow up to what well, we got Jedi Survivor on the way. The follow up to Jedi Fallen Order, and so there'll be other Star Wars games. So not the biggest loss, but one that I was looking forward to, especially one that was at the time when when announced a coup for Sony to get the. Um, timed exclusive rights to this game and so for this to be delayed that's a little bit of a it's a little unfortunate from uh you know from a, a console war standpoint but um i mean it's still coming and so i'm still excited about that do you have anything oh, yeah. else to add a dub nah man i'm just gonna 
I'm going to curl up on the couch and think of what could have been. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do the big story now, huh? Yeah. All right, so the big one. Let's get right into this. So we had, by way of Bloomberg, Bloomberg by way of Jason Schreier, a, a report on, you know, an update centered around rumors about news that we were hearing from sources about mm. what's been going on with the development of GTA 666666. Six, 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 six. <laughs> <laughs> the devil. We're getting insane. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just run down this article. Um, cause there's there's a lot here. So I'm going to go through all this in an AW attack from any angle you want to hit it from. I'm going to so, from every angle I'm going to hit it from. So the reports center on changes within Rockstar. So it's interesting because this report, it has to do a lot with the company. And through the reports about the company, you're getting an idea of inputs that are going into uh, you know, the game and how it may affect the tone of the game and things along those lines. So the report centers on changes within Rockstar since the company's public reckoning with Crunch in 2018. So some of that backstory mm. with, with founder Dan Hauser when he said his team had worked 100 hour weeks to finish Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, Crunch. Mm. And after various reports of the company's frat house style operation, people getting drunk, going to strip clubs, do all, all the things that I guess People were hitting uh, Activision about Rockstar had a little bit of that going on with them. Let's but with Rockstar, on. that's more research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So, <laughs> very true. So the reports state that GTA 6 will include the series' first playable female protagonist as one oh. of its lead characters. Oh. A Bonnie and Clyde style duel where the woman is Latina. Oh. <laughs> See. <laughs> uh, the sides of her uh, hair going to be shit. Uh, see. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, it also reiterates previously reported details, such as the game's map, originally planned to feature large swaths of North and South America being scaled back to make development more manageable. Mm-hmm. With the map initially focused on modern day Miami, think Vice City and surrounding areas that will then be expanded over time. So, we're seeing a little bit of um, improvement here with that idea of how crunch was just out of control. There are they they decided, you know, we're going to scale back the production of what we launched with for this game, and we're going to update it over time. Maybe that way, taking a little bit of the uh, the workload off of just coming out with this massive product uh, at, right at launch. More more to this a dub. Unlike unlike previous games, GTA 6 developers are said to be avoiding jokes which punch down to marginalized groups. Uh, 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 oh, why can't I punch down? Uh, it's not GTA anymore. Uh, I, I had so many Latina jokes lined up. Uh, 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 you mean Latinx? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, let's keep it going. Uh, oh, other changes within Rockstar include a new flex time policy to immediately gain back extra hour, extra time spent working, a narrow gender pay gap, uh, and the hiring of additional producers to ensure workloads are better managed. Interesting. Okay. Um, and so, uh, sources all may also mentioned within the article just how Rockstar was, you know, becoming a more inclusive environment um, in contrast to that frat boy style to, you know, to one for recruiting to get some of the best developers um to to want to come and work for this company that at the time was you know known for just 
putting in that crazy amount of work, but then your name would be attached to one of the greatest games of all time. So that that type of payoff, um, as opposed to, you know, a place with a, a better work environment, but also still trying to put out one of the greatest games of all time. And so there's a lot here, A-Dub. Uh, you could attack any of those things that we covered. What was what was your takeaway from these rumors and reports about, about Rockstar? Well, start with the positive. First of all, I'm very excited for the possibility of having a female main character. Uh, you know, of course, she's probably going to have to split time with a with a male character because you can't get can't get too Libby. <laughs> Nobody likes a, a game with just a woman. So no, but it, whatever the case, I'm I'm going to play exclusively as the female character unless you know necessary to play as the male character. So you know, it's I've been I've been wanting that for a long time. It gives an opportunity to offer a different perspective, a different writing opportunities different scenarios and situations and just like just just something different <laughs> give us something different so hopefully that's what is going on insofar as the map it would have been nice if it if it was like a north america kind of south america thing they kind of accomplished that with red dead so we know that it's possible that they can have a massive map that you know covers rich detailed, uniquely distinct areas. Um, I have no doubt that Rockstar will be able to do something along those lines. However, if it's just scaled back to the Miami, Florida region, you know, that would be awesome as well. I've personally wanted them to revisit Vice City in that manner with a modern take on Florida, but include things like, you know, maybe the Everglades and, you know, the the Florida Keys. Yeah, we want we want we want every version of Florida man, basically. Yeah, I, like I the main, the main, the main male character. In fact, it should be like a couple or something. It's Florida yeah. man and Florida woman. Yeah, exactly. Like just, just make just, you could straight up just make Florida man the game. Yeah, just like rip wow. rip from the headlines the game. <laughs> you can Google Florida man, and there's all of your writing for a video game. You don't have to worry about you know affected groups or anything like. Uh, dude dude fights alligator alligator steals his <laughs> lunch robs a bank <laughs> like, like jesus there is no shortage of headlines so yeah i'm i'm not going to be too worried about the location i'm jazzed about the female protagonist insofar as the racial jokes and everything uh we talked about it in the pre-show where it's like okay if they're all the the dialogue and the voice acting that they're saving in that one area can be directed toward jokes in other areas. So it isn't like you're getting less of an experience or less of a game or less of a product. Oh, that's like half the product. <laughs> and no. So, you know, the writing is still going to be top tier. They're still going to have great jokes. It's just, they're not going to be outright making fun of people for who or what they are, which is a step forward. It's going to yield a more creative and unique product in my opinion. And, you know, it, if this is the kind of thing that affects someone's decision to buy or play GTA, then you probably weren't a GTA fan to begin with. You're probably just a piece of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It, if, if your money's no longer going to be coming into the pocket, don't worry. There'll be millions of other people to fill your shoes. So overall, granted what the, these are rumors, correct? So mm, yeah, 
Yeah, so I'm not going to put much stock into him. However, if any of this does pan out, it paints a very interesting picture for GTA. It's not these aren't necessarily things that I'm too concerned about. What I care most about is GTA, the gameplay, the core mechanics. I want those euphoria physics. I want them back the way they were in GTA 4. I want those driving mechanics back like the way they were in GTA 4. I want to have a GTA that's as richly detailed and nuanced as Red Dead Redemption 2. I want it to have, you know, the best of the GTA franchise put into it. Like, I'm still waiting for the drug dealing mechanics from Chinatown Wars to be introduced into a mainline console GTA. So, you know, this is good information, especially with the way that they're going to be restructuring the workload so that there's less hours put onto the backs of their developers. That's excellent. Rockstar is growing up. They're growing and changing with the times. Uh, we had the departure of Dan Hauser, who's starting his own studio, but we still have Sam there. And that'll let you know what's really going on because we still got the founder you still have that original flavor you still have that original direction yeah man it's it's news so <laughs> we still don't know what the game would look like we still don't know what kind of jokes are going to be in it in gta insofar as the jokes like gta has always been satirical of america and the way that this country operates so it's never been focused on racial jokes those were just a part of the the arsenal of things that they would throw at you within the overall experience and if they're just changing ammo to make a more focused assault on our on our proclivities and our, our preferences then yeah man i'm all for it it's it's progress it's change and who knows this is probably going to be the best gta ever they always tend to top themselves, which is why they take so long. And yeah, man, I'm excited. AMC? Yeah, uh, pretty much everything you said, uh, I agree with. Uh, yeah, so a couple of things I like here. One, it's a positive article for a change. Like, you know, especially with uh, Jason Schreier, um, he does a lot yeah. of uh, investigative journalism. And a lot of times it has to do with, you know, trying to find the negative in a work in a workplace as far as like all right who's fucking up let yeah. me find where that's going on and so it is nice to you know if you're going to report on you know the the negative sides of the industry then when the industry starts to react positively also it's nice to also see that that is being you know reported as well so the, um so good on you for doing that and that just you know everybody sucks and it, the industry sucks but this is all i cover <laughs> uh so yeah i like to see that that um those adjustments made at rockstar um especially just from working like i've worked in those settings where it's like oh this place is like kind of like just a big party and it's awesome until it's not awesome and you know some people just want to show up to work and have like you know and, and get work done and not get caught up in all the other bullshit and so um it's nice that companies are starting to you know use that as a way to recruit people uh the other week we did a story about bruce straley and him opening a studio and basically saying like yeah we want uh, an inclusive environment and i i won't mention the show but like a show reacted like why do they have to say like we're we have this inclusive environment that we're trying to build and it's like because you're trying to get good developers and you want people to show up want people 
to feel that they can show up and work for you without you know having to deal with the bullshit of like being in an office um, and you also don't want those <laughs> boys club motherfuckers showing up and bringing the office down <laughs> exactly setting up cosby suites <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah like it's, it's just nice to see that those reactions are are now showing up in in, in the workplace so that's that's involved that's evolving as well um and then with you know with gta uh yeah very interesting uh it'll be great to you know see what it'll be like to play as a female character i love this just as an overall story when going back to that bruce straley story we're asking like what were we hoping and uh i was saying i hope he just puts out the most sjw game possible nah, uh, because uh just just so we can put that argument to bed I'm like oh is it neil <laughs> yeah it was all neil yeah and so with this like you see with you know when the the recent uh saints row was announced and they're like oh it's sjw uh like we're gonna hurt them by like downvoting and like basically by like review bombing them when they come out and and it, just everything possible to just hit them for going that route and they made it seem like we're gonna make an example of saints row for doing this but now seeing that you know if it's a possibility we, we still don't know we haven't seen anything about the game but just considering the idea that gta may be headed down a similar route as far as like you know how they approach approach certain content within the games and certain jokes like the low-hanging fruit versus actually trying to get like something that's actual biting sat satire um yeah that's that's also welcome because you know as more and more studios kind of you know make their own adjustments to you know just the feel of the times and you know what people want to like talk about or hear about um it just slowly pushes people to recognize like it's not them being forced to do it it's them wanting to do this to, to like want to recognize this and you know and you know acknowledge it in some way in their games and so yeah i think gta can still be great it can still be funny it doesn't have to be dick jokes or jokes about trevor raping people and shit like that <laughs> like you can still find the funny without having to go that route and um i mean we had gotten plenty of that and so you know to to have a possibility of them you know maybe still being like st still being able to have fun jokes but without like just going for the low-hanging fruit as i said um it's another sign that the industry is growing up um it's it's interesting like one we see with like god of war with the original god of war trilogy and you know my my take on it was it was very much felt like kratos was a, a teenager yelling at his dad or yeah. just whatever authority figure <laughs> was was in the way and i'm gonna kill you can't him. tell me what to do ah, rage and then you see you know grown man kratos in this new in this dad of war yeah. and it's like a sign of the industry um like you know just maturing and now seeing that like gta was kind of not that last bastion, but, you know, still seemed to be holding on to the same tone that, you know, it had had for a while. And now to see even that maybe starting to evolve as well, I, I take that as also a good sign. It's like the industry, like continuing to mature as far as like the content and the way that they approach certain things in their tone. Um, so, yeah, it's a um, it's a good sign all around. And uh, we'll see what this translates into. But it, it's it's fun because it's, it's putting people, you know, it's, it's, it's pushing people back and it's, for, it's, make, it's forcing them to react and, and show up and, you know, and show that like 
there's there's still this segment that does not want any type of change. <laughs> They're exposing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to expose them too. Uh, they don't want to change. They don't want to grow up. Uh, they don't want to move forward. Uh, they want to go back. <laughs> uh, we got trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Week, 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 week. <laughs> yes, we got trouble. They're coming sideways at the rumor of what GTA 6 might be. And it goes a little something like this. First, Troll says, hmm, the stereotyping in GTA is what made GTA to begin with. Uh, okay. Next, Troll says, it's sad how much PC culture ruined a lot of things. Yeah. Next, Troll says, Rockstar is done. Stick a fork in them. <laughs> And next one says pre-order canceled. <laughs> pre-order canceled. <laughs> pre-ordered a game that wasn't announced. Yeah. <laughs> Walking on eggshells, the game. Uh, Another woke girl power game. So what else is new? Uh, uh, they wrote that. <laughs> uh, next show says, yikes, GTA going woke. I've seen it all now. Yeah. And last troll says, seems like we can't have anything without it being woke nowadays. Yeah. What about any of this news is woke? <laughs> what is woke about, hey, not making fun of people who don't want to be made fun of? <laughs> what's what's woke about having a female protagonist? Always when the female protagonist is in the game, a female of a, a woman of color, <laughs> whenever they get in the game, it's woke. Um, DCA is not woke. They are the least woke company that there is. If you think that anything that was rumored to be happening with GTA 6 is in any way going to compromise the overall experience or the quality of what they're going to deliver, then I think you just simply have not been paying attention to GTA ever since it came into illustrious prominence with the release of GTA 3 back in 2001, around the time of 9-11, when they delayed the game so that they could remove some content, which would have been a bit too untimely for people at the time, like airplanes flying and looking like they're hitting the Twin Towers and school buses with children and things like that. Like DTA, as much as they push the envelope and press people's buttons, they also avoid any unnecessary controversy wherever possible. Like it, it like the whole hot coffee thing, they didn't put that out. Somebody hacked into that data and brought that out and they ended up being held liable because it was there. And you know what happened? They recalled all the copies that had it on there, they removed the content, and they put it back out because they don't want any drama of that nature. I mean, GTA is always going, it's always going to offend people. I mean, you can still walk down the street and rampage and murder people like it's nothing. <laughs> Who would and who would think that would still be in the game considering current events and where we are with these quote unquote lone wolf shooters and school shooters? Like yeah. you can still do that, but there's no schools in the game. <laughs> like think about it. So they're trying to meet people halfway. They're trying to retain their hardcore edge and their their public image while still at least conceding and bending the knee a little bit. You know to 
the sensitivity of people. It's a balancing act. They tend to lean toward the more extreme side, but you know what? They're still on the rope. They're still walking that line. And they're still putting out some of the greatest games of all time. So, you know, I I just don't understand what's going on with, with these trolls. Walking all eggshells game. Like I said earlier, it's if you think that the GTA experience is racial jokes, you aren't paying attention. Is if you think satire is racial jokes, then you just don't know what satire or racial jokes are. And it's 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 ridiculous. Just let them make the decisions. We'll see what the final product is when it's released and when it's revealed and announced. Then make your decision then. But if you're just going on paper and making these snap judgments or these extreme reactions to news that may or may not even be true, then you're exactly what the problem is. AMC, you got to think for these trolls. Nah, I mean, I think you put it well enough, A-Dub. Grow up. Get over it. Seriously. He's going to leave you behind. <laughs> watch the next watch this be the best gta ever made watch mm-hmm. it get tens across the board mm-hmm. watch it be a watershed moment for open world games <laughs> <laughs> and then watch people like wait it's, it's actually good i thought it was woke it's like well you're an idiot so <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're where you are so yeah man I see. Um, and forgive me if I offend anybody, <laughs> but at the same token, like things gotta be called the way they are. Like people, it it's one thing with people being offended. Sometimes that can lead toward the extreme, and sometimes people get overly offended or offended on behalf of other people. But the most ridiculous thing is people being offended by people being offended, or just having equally and opposite extreme reactions to companies trying to trying to uh, what widen their tent i should say mm-hmm. so i mean gta 5 fast approaching 200 million copies so clearly they know what the hell they're doing let them work and let's just see the end product. I, for one, am extremely excited. Rockstar just continues to raise the bar. And I think GTA 6 will be no exception. They've earned all the leeway and freedom to do what it is that they have masterfully done generation after generation. Let the masters work and then we'll judge the finished product. Let's not get upset about something that someone thinks might happen. The troll of the week. Troll, 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 troll of the week. Um, I am up against it, A-Dub. We're at three. So do you have any uh, quick hits before we get out of here? There's a new Fatal Fury announced. Right now, it's being regarded as Fatal Fury Garo, and it's in development. It'll be the first Fatal Fury since 1999. Damn. So um, I'm ready to hopefully get some Terry Bogard. <laughs> and this shit. That was my man, so, so my Shiranui. It was... So I can do this. I'm excited. How about yourself? Are are is there still room in your life for fighting games? Uh, I mean, if if they got the right fighting game, if they if they can pull off what Injustice was able to do in their own Fatal oh. Fury way, maybe that might happen. But I'm happy to see the return to form of Fatal Fury. Maybe get some rival schools. All right. Um, you got any quick hits? Uh no quick hits, A Dub. Uh, you have anything else before we get out of here? I, you know, we're we're going through the drought right now, both 
quite literally <laughs> and insofar as games. But, you know, just hold on a little longer because once we get later into the year, closer to the fall season, we're going to start seeing a whole bunch of releases. I know Forspoken's on the way. Saints Pro is on the way. Callisto Protocol's on the way. Elden Ring better watch its ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, we're in that lull right now, but things are, things are going to be looking up pretty soon. And then the closer we get to 2023, the closer we're going to get to one of the greatest years in gaming history. All the big things that were delayed from 2022 have found homes in 2023. So gamers have a tremendous amount of content to look forward to. You should get excited. Start saving money, preparing your wallet, clearing space on your shelf for your physical games that you're going to trade in a week after you play <laughs> Get ready. Prepare your body. Lose control issues. I am the AM. So this is Nathan. We are control issues. Thanks for playing. Sucker.